Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, Riley Breakfield, where we talk about mostly sports, but whatever comes to my big fat dumb brain. Got a lot to talk about today, but first off, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, you know, send to your friends, send to your family members, whatever you gotta do, you know. Spread the good Lord that I'm, spread the good word that I'm preaching, not the good Lord. I ain't the good Lord, I'm just preaching. But pretty probably gonna be a short show today. Um you know, not a lot going on in the world with Christmas coming up. Um, but I can talk a little bit of college football drama, transfers, coaches talking about stuff, recruiting, stuff like that. A little college basketball recap from the week. You know, I've been doing pretty good there. A couple news about what's going on with bigger picture stuff. And we're going to hit one love, one hate. Pretty good one today. I think you should stick around for that. What else we got? We got couple uh couple bowl game previews games i'll probably be betting on this weekend no college basketball this weekend so we'll be talking any about those um and then just a couple nfl games that i'm looking at that i'm going to be gambling on this weekend probably as well and big playoff implication games especially so uh yeah that's about it let's get into it currently i got the jaguars jets game on um hasn't started yet you know it's a big game for both these teams they're sitting on the outside looking in i mean i got the playoff picture pulled up right here the Jets are sitting, you know, at the nine spot, seven and seven. What do you got? The Jaguars right below them at six and eight. You know, Dolphins hold that seventh spot with eight and six. You know, this was uh, this is a big game, and Jaguars have a chance to win the AFC South. You know, as well. You have the Jets. You know, just hope for a playoff spot. So there's a lot on the line in this game. You know, fun little matchup. One versus two. Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson. You know, all the debate about them going one two a couple of years back. Zach Wilson possibly getting looks at one. All that jazz. So it should be a good game tonight. I ain't got nothing but fantasy points, man. I got Evan Ingram and uh, who else? I got Zay Jones tonight. Those two are playing. I don't think I got any Jets players, but we'll see how that goes. A little nervous, you know, in the semifinals playing my boy Tyler. Shout out Tyler. Um, with a chance to go to the championship, you know, I need that money. I need that money bad. That's all I got to say. Got money on the line for it. But moving on, we got some college football that's uh, been uh, spicy the past, past, past week or a couple days. It's been a Past few days, it's been getting pretty spicy with a national signing day and you know the transfer portal and whatnot. Jeff Trailer actually came out, I believe, was it Monday night or Tuesday morning, um, with a tweet asking the NCAA how he reports player or reports coaches and programs that are trying to infiltrate and steal and poach recruits. Um, apparently, there's been some tampering going on there. You know, a lot of people kind of know this is going on, can't really prove it, stuff like that, but. Interesting and something to pay attention to, especially as the UTSA season has now finished off here. You, you know, have to see what happens in the transfer portal if a bunch of their guys all of a sudden hit the portal and then all of a sudden are landing at some big name places. So definitely something to pay attention to. Quite a few uh, big transfer quarterbacks have uh, landed on their feet, decided where they're going. Devin Leary is transferring to Kentucky, and I think that makes Kentucky better than they were the past two years with Will Levis. Devin Leary, to me, he has pro potential. You know, he he's shown that the past few years. So, interesting to see what he can do at Kentucky. You know, coming off an injury, didn't play the second half of the season. So, we'll see what happens with him. Definitely an exciting pickup, though, for the Wildcats, I would say. You know, sticking with quarterbacks, like I said, got a few of them here. Graham Mertz is going to Florida. A lot of question marks about that. You know, Billy Napier staff in Florida hasn't, haven't been doing too good this year, especially recruiting-wise. Graham Mertz, you know has had his struggles, you know, supposed to be a five-star recruit, supposed to be the savior of uh, the Wisconsin football team, just never really panned out there. He's obviously getting a fresh start, so just going to be interested to see what happens there with him and see if it pays off. 
Another one, the guy that's been in the portal for it seems like forever now, JT Daniels, he uh, has decided that he's going to go play at Rice. Um, you know, part of a national championship team at Georgia, had a pretty good run at USC, had a pretty decent run at West Virginia this past year, lands his feet on Rice, kind of thought that he would have a chance at a bigger program, but I guess, you know, just never really panned out. Don't really know, didn't look in too much into it, see if Rice was paying him some money. You know, they're in Texas, they definitely can get the – the funds to do that. So interested to see what he'll do in his last year of college football. Hopefully he doesn't get injured and have another one. You know, who who fucking knows? Biggest transfer news has to be Travis Hunter. He's obviously going to Colorado. He said that uh, once he got to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, he would announce his commitment. He was at 73 when he tweeted that out, and I think about four or five hours later he had got up to that 100,000 mark and then obviously announced he's going to Colorado. Not a shock there. You know, he's – he chose Jackson State over Florida State for Deion Sanders, so you'd be really surprised if he went anywhere but Colorado. So Colorado, Deion, you know, is putting together, getting quite a few transfer guys, getting a couple of recruits here and there as well. So definitely, definitely looking up um, for Deion. Everyone knew it was coming, you know. Probably the biggest recruiting news, though, has to be Peyton Bowen, safety out of Texas. Originally committed to Notre Dame and then flipped to Oregon yesterday, and then today again, Flip to Oklahoma, you know, a lot of people talking about it, saying, you know, the money, the money, the money. For me, I, I hate that argument. I think that these kids should be able to make as much money as they want. I mean, when I was 18, 19 years old, I was looking to get paid. I literally was working a job where I was getting paid like $15 an hour and took a job that I was making $18, $20 an hour just because it was more money. You can't blame them. It's human nature. You got to support your family. You know, you got to support yourself. So I, I think for these kids, it's the best decision they can make to follow the money because you don't know if this college football shit's going to pan out. You don't know if you're going to go pro someday. So you don't know if you're going to stick it out in college because you get injured and your career ends or you leave early and you have to try to come back to school, you know, because you don't get drafted. So why not take that chance, bake some of that money, use it for whatever, save it up, whatever you want to do. I, I don't blame the kids for doing that whatsoever. But, you know, going back to Peyton Bowen, like that situation, you know, he was committed to Oregon, kind of going back to Oregon. Oregon, Dan Lanning put together a huge signing day, flipped a bunch of guys, got a ton of talent, got DJ Ugalele's younger brother Mateo, the best, like, pretty sure the best defensive end in the country. So big get for them. You know, they're building a pretty good roster. They slid in the top five of the recruiting rankings basically just after their huge signing day. So props to them for getting the job done. Alabama, you know, they're still sitting at the number one spot, looking pretty clear that they're going to hold on to that. So nothing new there. They always seem to, they always seem to do it. You know, you can't fault them for that. That's just how, that's just who they are. They're built like that. But hey, sometimes dynasty crumbles like it has been. Last little note about uh, pro or football, I guess. The NFL and YouTube came to an agreement for NFL Sunday tickets to now be exclusively on YouTube. Big deal for them. I watch, I watch all my live sports on YouTube. It, other than the Thursday night game like tonight. But I, I really like YouTube TV. You know, they're going to be paying, what is it, $2.5 billion a year to have that. So I'm sure it's going to pay off more than likely. You know, the, the NFL is the biggest, the biggest sport there is in the world. Well, not uh, – it might be. World – I don't know. As far as America, it's the biggest sport, you know. There's always people watching. There's always people willing to pay to watch football. So smart move by YouTube, you know, just loading them up. Put them, in, put them in the clip, you know. That's just how it be. Now for our weekly child pedophile. Oh, hold on, no. I gotta make sure I say it right. Now for our new weekly possible child pedophile of the week. 
Harry Styles, ding, ding, ding. You're the winner, you sick fuck. Harry Styles is in his ad campaign with Gucci getting a lot of heat because, for one, he's in a teddy bear shirt, which, you know, you associate teddy bears with kids. But what makes it even more weird is that there's, like, a child's mattress in the campaign ad. They also called the ad Ha Ha. You know, it's almost like they're putting it right in front of our faces. Like, yeah, it's here. Like, what are you going to do about it? So to me, it looks like a weird move. I think it's fucking weird that there's a child's mattress with like a 30-year-old man. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Creeps me out. Hairstyles, obviously a weird sick fuck. You know, I think Gucci in this situation, they're probably like, we can get away with it because it's Harry Styles. No one hates Harry Styles. Well, I feel like that list just grew of people that hate Harry Styles because I'm definitely a little suspicious of him now because I don't know how you as a person can look at this and think, oh, yeah, this is art. It's weird. It doesn't look right makes me uncomfortable so ding 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 harry styles you're the winner of the possible child pedophile of the week you just seem to be finding more out about these weird sick fucks in hollywood another twitter files came out you know i didn't dig too deep into this one just kind of read it a little bit uh basically you know it's it was uh the pentagon was involved with spreading mass propaganda against russia china iran you know, those type of countries, ISIS, that, that type of, you know, terrorism. They were basically running campaign ads against that, pretending to be, you know, people from those countries, stuff like that. And, you know, you look at that and be like, okay, yeah, that's probably a good thing if, you know, you're a patriot like I am. I, I It's hard to look at it and say that's a horrible thing, I guess. But then it begs the question of, okay, but what's stopping them from doing this to us? That's where the problem lies with me is – yeah, you know, we don't need socialism, we don't need fascism, we don't need terrorism, we don't need dictatorship. But at the same time, who's to say they're not trying to push those against us? But the thing that makes it interesting is is Twitter knew all about this and they just didn't do anything about it. Not fair, not right in my opinion. I don't I don't think it's fair to be spreading um, propaganda, misinformation. It, you should allow for people to have their own voice, their own opinion and think for themselves but in a turn you kind of don't because of propaganda and yes it's against things that i disagree with and don't think are good for the world but at the same time you can't do that and who's to say they're not going to try to do it to us that's where the that's where the real issue lies but that's all for today's news nothing too crazy you know just talking about pedophiles sports and twitter that's basically what this podcast is about i guess Whatever. Who knows? I like it. Whatever. I hope you do, too. But let's get into one love, one hate. You know, the Christmas holiday, it's easy. I'm just going to love on Christmas. It's right there. It's right in front of me. You know, it's begging me to take it. So love it on Christmas, man. Christmas is just, it's always been one of my favorite holidays, you know, for two, for a lot of, a lot of simple reasons. You know, the gift giving, I think, is one of them, you know, being like showing your love to somebody and I love you so much. I got you what you wanted, you know, being around your family and just enjoying the holidays with your family and you know, not everyone gets to have their family around every year and, you know, certain family members die and makes the holidays always harder. So to me, I've always loved Christmas because it just allows for that family unity, you know, all that love to be spread. So there's just nothing like Christmas, you know, you celebrate the birth of Christ, which will work into hate here. Loving on Christmas, we're going to move into hating. What? When I said Jesus Christ, well, you're probably confused. This week, this is a tough one. This week, I'm hating on church. Let me get something out of the way. I don't. I believe in God. I am someone who is a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, I, I believe in the foundation of God, but 
but I don't necessarily believe in church and necessarily like going to church. There's so many reasons for, you know, for that. And there's nothing in the Bible that even says that you have to go to church. You know, it, it says more to fall into the church, you know, confess your sins to the church, pray for each other, love on each other, stuff like that. But when you go to church, you never really get that feeling. You Every time I ever walk into church, and I know this is the same thing for a lot of young people, you walk into church and all you feel like is that you're just being judged. Like all your crimes, all your sins are all of a sudden on your forehead and everyone can see them and they're like, well, that kid, you know, that kid or that young young adult really doesn't have their life figured out. They're a hoodlum, stuff like this. And, you know, it's just the whole mass majority of church. And I felt this way since I was like eight years old. I've always hated going to church. Church to me, it's just, it's it's uninteresting. I don't I don't feel like anyone there is actually a genuine person half the time because they seem so judgmental. The, the environment is like, oh, you know, they try to shove God down your throat in a sense. And I don't think that's fair when you're just there trying to, you know, help yourself through life and figure out, you know, what path you should be on. And you walk in and it's like this and it's like that. And you feel like you're being judged. And I've just never enjoyed the environment that, that church is, you know. And the way that the judge the judgment is, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, literally, in the Bible, it says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, right here, it says it, for all have sinned and fell short of God. Personally, for me, I don't feel like people at church usually think that. I feel like they think that they're the best. I feel like they, they sometimes think that they haven't messed up. And in my opinion, if you're not sinning, you're not living. What's, what's the whole point of life to live some perfect lifestyle and be some perfect person? Like I said, I believe in God, and I try to live my life to the best the best that I can be in His honor and His grace. But, like, you get to church and you have this vibe that everyone, like, expects you to be like that. Like, they've never done anything wrong in their life. But in my opinion, if you're, literally, if you're not sinning, you're not living because what's what's the whole point of life to be this perfect person when no one's perfect, when every person on this planet is different in so many different aspects? And there's no there's no perfect person, nor will there ever be. And I've never felt... When I sit and sit in a church, whatever it's called, I can't even I don't even know what it's called. That's how long I haven't been. An auditorium or whatever it is, and I'm getting a message from the pastor. It doesn't always relate with me. I found God so many other times in my life just doing whatever, going through hardships, you know, just having a bad day and something just pops up and it just makes sense and it just feels right, you know. I've talked to God in my my deepest, darkest moments when I'm feeling down about my luck. I don't I found God more often times when I'm going through hardships and even going through the goods of life than I ever have just a mediocre Sunday, a, a great Sunday, a bad Sunday. I've never once walked into a church and felt that. And for me, you know, how can you always know that the pastor is trying to give as genuine a message as possible when in reality that's his job, that's how he makes a living. He's just trying to give a good product just like the rest of us every day. I'm not saying that about every pastor. I know, so, I know some are different, but that's how some work. So this week I'm just hating on church because I don't like the environment. I hate the judgment. I usually it's just not for me. But we'll move on. Just had to get that one off my chest. I just felt it just felt right. I don't know. It just felt right, I guess. You know, usually this time of the show I talk about college basketball, but you know, not a no games this weekend really sucks, dude. I've been on a I've been on a heater when it comes to college basketball, dude. Freaking I think I've been six and one. You no know, I think I've been nine and one the past couple days. I know I should be giving these picks out. I'm sorry. The other night I put a little parlay together and I just missed on I think the Miami Virgi- what Miami versus Virginia over that one missed, but I got Providence money line 
and San Francisco money line. San Francisco beat the ever living piss out of Arizona State. I checked the score on that one at one point. It was literally like sixty to twenty three. I was like, okay, don't have to worry about that game anymore. But then what? Well, that was that was yesterday. That was on Tuesday when I missed um, the UVA versus Miami over. But I've been on a heater lately. You know, next week I I got to be better and let the people know those picks because I'm just absolutely on fire when it comes to college basketball. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me why. It just seems to be working for me. But a couple bowl games here. I wanted to talk about that that interest me. You know, there's only a couple bowl games this weekend. Oh, we got the Independence Bowl. That one's going down tomorrow. Louisiana versus Houston should be a really good game. You know, the line is set at seven. A little big, little I'd say average for this game. Um, I'm I'm going Houston here simply for the fact that Clayton Toon, He's had an unbelievable year for the Cougars. He's at 37 touchdowns. You know, they're averaging like 37 points a game. The offense has looked great. At times, you know, they scored 63 against SMU um, earlier in the season, the highest-scoring game, and SMU scored like 73. So Houston can give up points. They've given up quite a few points in there throughout the season, but I think their offense takes over. And, you know, Louisiana's had up-and-down quarterback play all year, a little inconsistencies, a little injuries, stuff like that. But I'm probably going to lean more towards the over at 56.5. I feel like, you know, Houston could take 40 of that away. All you need is Louisiana to score three touchdowns, which I think they'll probably do. I, I see like a 42-21 type ball game for Houston minus seven. I do think they'll win by a touchdown or more just just from their offense alone, you know, kind of a going out party for Clayton too, and this might be his last year so. Last game too, who knows. Sticking with quarterbacks for their last game, one of the only other bowl games this weekend, the Gasparilla Bowl. We got Wake Forest versus Mizzou. I think Wake, Wake Forest should win this one. Kind of same thing as Clayton Toon. Last possible game here for Sam Hartman. Um, could be going pro. I don't know if he's announced yet. I didn't find anything. Um, so, and you know, for Mizzou, they have their, their best wide receiver all season, Dominic Lovett. He entered the transfer portal. They're not going to have him for this game. Surprisingly, the line is only at two. I'm, I'm taking Wake Forest minus two. I think they'll win by quite a few, honestly. Ooh, that's a little rhyme right there, bro. I'm spitting bars like Eminem. What the fuck? But Sam Hartman, I think possibly last game here, I think he could really show out kind of one last big performance against the SEC defense, you know. So we'll see what happens there. But that's about all for the college football. I know there's another bowl game, like Middle Tennessee State or somebody. Didn't know too much about it. Figured I wouldn't lob my mouth about it and make you think I was some smart, wise man because I'm really not. I'm just out here spitting bars like Eminem, you know, apparently. I don't know what that's about, but it's happening. But big weekend in the NFL. Quite a few games that have, you know, playoff hopeful implications and outside-looking implications and stuff like that. First one that tickled my interest here is Seahawks versus Chiefs. You know, Chiefs already locked up a playoff spot. Still trying to fight to get that one seed possibly. How far out are they? I forgot to look at that. So I know the Bills are holding the first. You know, tied with the Bills right now. Bills hold the tiebreaker. So, you know, Chiefs probably still trying to fight for that one spot. So they're still going to come out come out inspired, I I think. Um, but I don't know. Seahawks, man, lost four of their last five. Kenneth Walker's supposed to be fully back and healthy. So that that's a huge plus for them. And I think they kind of have more to fight for. Possibly, you know, that, that losing two in a row, you know, four out of your last five, really in a tough spot. I don't know if they'll win the game, but I, I really like the Seahawks plus 10 here. I really think it's going to be a lot closer than a blowout. I think that the Seahawks are going to kind of figure out their offense again this week, kind of get back on the right track. Kenneth Walker is a huge part of that. So Seahawks plus 10 for me, I don't, I could see them winning, but I don't know. It, it seems too risky, but the plus 10 seems like too much 
to me, in my opinion. Bengals, Patriots. Bengals win this weekend. They lock up a playoff spot, so a lot riding for them. Patriots, you know, they're sitting at the eighth spot right now Look, look on the outside looking in. Can't really afford to lose. I don't feel like they're going to be the best they can be, mostly for the huge part that – lose my train of thought here. Mostly, the, mostly because of how last week's game ended, I don't see them really putting it all together. You know, I, I feel like they're going to kind of crumble down the stretch here, and I feel like the Bengals are just a different animal right now. I mean, I think they're – you know, they're one of four teams most people realistically think can win the Super Bowl this year. They're, they're cooking at the right time. Offense is cooking. Defense is cooking, you know, so I'm, I'm going to go Bengals minus three here. It just makes too much sense to me. I don't, I don't see the Patriots really – coming out and playing inspired football. I feel like they're going to kind of be down on their luck after last week's debacle. Eagles-Cowboys, huge, huge, huge game with a lot on the line. You know, Eagles win. They lock up, well, I think they, yeah, Eagles win. They'd lock up the one seed, and they'd also lock up the division. Um, Cowboys win, although, on the other hand, gives gives a slight inch there. The Eagles would literally have to lose out, though, in order for them to take the division. But, you know, still give them a chance to have a chance, you know, basically. So we'll see what happens there. You know, the biggest the biggest question mark about this game, though, has to be, you know, no Jalen Hurts. Um, but, you know, I don't really think Jalen Hurts is necessarily the entire Eagles team. Yeah, he's having a phenomenal year, but they have a ton of weapons. The defense is unreal, especially the defensive line. And, you know, Gardner Minshew stepping in. He's one of the best backups in the league, in my opinion. So it's not like they're going to be in too much danger. You know, he can sling it. He can still kind of move around. Offense shouldn't be too hampered, but got to go Eagles money line because large, in fact, of the Cowboys defense, the amount of points they've given up the past few weeks, I don't see that necessarily changing. Like I said, with Gardner Minshew, I think the offense can still run as needed throughout the game. Raiders, Steelers, Sunday night, um, loser leaves town game. You know, both these teams are sitting at six and eight, kind of looking on the outside in. You know, especially if the Dolphins win this uh, this weekend, that'll pretty much you know, Dolphins would be at nine and six. You know, loser would be at six and nine. Really puts you in a bad spot. The odds of you making the playoffs are they're nil actually. Yeah, if the Dolphins were to win and whoever loses, they'd be out. Yep, yep, yep. Because there's only three games left in the season, so. Basically, loser leaves town game. I, I'm riding the Raiders on this one. I'm taking Raiders money line. I don't. I don't really trust the Steelers. I know T.J. Watt's back. I know that they're kind of going in the right direction right now. But the Raiders, you know, their their big win over the weekend. They still have been playing good football year. They've been so close in so many games. I think they're going to prevail, keep themselves alive in hopes of, you know, securing a playoff spot. Last game. Last thing I'm going to talk about before I go enjoy my Christmas holiday that I hope you enjoy as well. Commanders. 49ers, Commanders really need this win, you know, holding on to that seven spot right now. A loss would really put them in danger. You know, I mean, you look right now, they're sitting at seven. And then you have Seahawks at eight, Lions at nine, you know. Seahawks and Lions will seven and seven, a win here. If the Commanders loss would really put them in a bad spot, fighting in the last couple of weeks with only two games left. Not really a good spot, but, you know, I, I, I don't think they're going to win this game. I really like the 49ers here. It's pretty time, baby, you know. I just... That's just how it is. And that, that 49ers roster, I, I overall think, is better than the Commanders. I think that gives them an advantage. It's given them an advantage the past couple weeks. I don't really see that changing. 49ers are on an absolute tear right now. You know, still trying to, still fighting to try to get the two seed possibly. So, 
And if the Eagles were to lose out, they have a chance to get the one seed. So I think they're going to come out, probably dominate. I'm going – the line's at seven. I'm going to take it. It just feels right. 49ers minus seven. That's today's show. I'm sorry it was shorter, but hope you have a great Christmas Eve, a great Christmas. You know, enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy your time with your, your loved ones, whatever you got. But uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. And when you're, uh, you know, having Christmas dinner or opening presents with your family, just don't – just, you know, tell them, hey, subscribe. Go check it out. That's all you got to do. But for now, Boy Titties is out.